What's up, everyone? What's up, Josh Mario? Hi, 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 hi. Are you drinking coffee? Uh, No, I only have water today. Oh, wow. Uh, Hi, everyone. This is Yankees Men's Express with Josh Benjamin and Lena Lena Mean. Lena Lean. Lena Lean. I love it. (laughs) uh, Yeah, get uh, get your name legally changed at this point. (laughs) And uh, I've got got a bone to pick with you, Lean, by the way. When... uh, here we go. Over the weekend, when uh, our sweet, wonderful baby boy, Masahiro Tanaka, was getting a line drive to the head, you were off gallivanting in Baltimore. <laughs> Who do you so, think you are going to Baltimore, of all places? There, don't you know there's a quarantine and pandemic going on? My family, we, we all needed a break, so we decided to go to Baltimore for the weekend, and Josh called me at like probably the worst time imaginable. We were like chilling in the hotel and we just like got into a fight. Like just the whole family was just like yelling at each other. People were storming out and my phone starts ringing. I'm like, so, Josh, are you actually kidding me right so, now? Wait, 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 wait. Did you, did you get like one of those junior suites that has, you know, the couple bedrooms and the little common area or was it just two adjoining rooms? No, no. Yeah, it was two adjoining rooms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah. Down by the harbor? <laughs> yeah, it was literally right on the harbor. Yeah. Well, what's that, what was that fight? You're like, you're fighting over something, something I'm assuming insignificant. And then someone- It was just... so dumb, but it got so serious. And you called like right in the middle of it. I was like, he cannot be real right now. What? what? So. I, I can only imagine what the fight's like in a hotel room. Well, you, you know what? I'm going over here. Then you just like go to the room, slam the other door. Think... And you're like- Okay, well, I know where you are, so it's not like you're really getting away from the fight. I think the fight was about, like, food. Like, we were trying to figure out what the plan was, like, where oh, to go Lord. and when to leave. And just no one got on the same page. And just, every like, my brother got mad, and then just everyone got mad, and it turned into this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, just, just just wait till you're in a relationship, if you're ever in a relationship. Like, that's a, that is the biggest argument that happens. Anyone can, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I can only like I just this happens still to this day with me and Caitlin too. Um, she'll go, uh, "Hey, I'm hungry." All right, well, what do you want? Food. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or like I can just admit, like we when we first started dating. Okay, we're going out to dinner. Where are you going? I don't know. Well, what are you right. in the mood for? Food. Yes. If that like, happens with everybody. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that that doesn't help at all. Right. Yeah, but anyway, Tanaka thankfully seems to be doing okay. Giancarlo Stanton feels terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, you were down in Baltimore, though. We actually uh, took a plunge up here. We actually went out to dinner for the first time in, in months. Wow. Yep. How was that? It, it was nice. It was nice. We, um, we stayed local, obviously. Because mm. even though there's a couple places downtown that I'd be more than happy to go to, I just like... I want to wait till the numbers hold for another week or so before we leave our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we went to the, we went to this spot that is, it's a burger place. Uh, okay. They have a bar. They, they have other stuff. It, it was really nice. Was it crowded? Um, no, cause they were only doing outdoor seating. Okay. Um, and everyone was wearing a mask. Everyone like was keeping distance. That's really um, good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, you had to be a, a little skittish because you're sitting outside, and this was on Broadway mm-hmm. too. And you see people, mm-hmm. even though you're sitting outside, you see people walking who are either half-assing the mask or don't have a mask. Uh, which, of course, which yeah. you just like that's a risk you have to assume if you're going out. The best thing you can mm-hmm. do is be smart. For sure. Um, that was on like that was on Saturday. Today's Wednesday. I feel fine. No, like nothing short of allergies. That's great. Um, what did happen, though, while we were there that we did get, get kind of a, it was kind of dicey for a bit. Now, at some point, now, you know, you know exactly who I'm talking about living out on Long Island. Uh, so at some point, these, this luxury bright red Mercedes pulled up and parked, like maybe 
mere feet from the restaurant. Out of it comes two guys who, even though it's a hot Saturday night in New York City in July, these guys come out of the car and they're both wearing suits. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, they're both wearing suits. We don't know. And, oh, and the suits are are like a decent like navy or black or gray color. Like the actual color of the suit is fine. But these guys also said, okay, we're going to have a, each of us, we're having a loud blue shirt and a loud red shirt. And they walk up to the ordering stand at this burger spot. Neither is wearing a mask. Of course. And at that point, I, I got my head in my hands and I'm just going, these guys, they, they can't be serious right now. They got money, so they think they're immune. Yeah. And so, and so um, I can't, keep mind, I couldn't hear the exchange. Yeah. But based on the the facial feature, the facial expression of the of the the server, I guess is what he would it would be what he was. He um he has the mask on, and it's very clear he's telling them, guys, I can't help you until at least one of you puts a mask on. And they're kind of yeah. like they're kind of like griping and pleading with him, and he's doing his best. And he's and the the server dude, he's not taking um he's not taking any measures to be distant. He's kind of. Not in their face, but he's kind of close talking. He's just just to show he's serious. Like if you don't, if at least one of you doesn't put a mask on, you're not going to get served. And um, one of the guys, he just kind of begrudgingly walked to the pizzeria next door because the restaurant um, they expanded their seating next door to the to the um, outside of the pizzeria just so they could gotcha. the space. Yeah. And the pizzeria is they they were like, yeah, it's fine. Like we're we're only doing takeout orders anyway. Right. It's, right. it's a New York City pizzeria. Who stays there? Exactly. Anyway? No one's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like e even without without the coronavirus, the the times that I have stayed at a pizza place and had my slice are few and far between, especially as an adult. Mm -hmm. So, so one of them kind of begrudgingly walks over to the pizza place and just hangs at a table there, still no mask on, and the other guy just kind of very slowly pulls a mask out of his pocket, puts it on, takes the order, and then I think just trying to kind of tries to reason with the guy. Only in America is this a problem, or Sweden? <laughs> Sweden, yeah, oh. yeah, Sweden. I like. It seems they didn't uh, take any measures, but they pretty much told everyone, if you are feeling sick, stay home. Right, If exactly. you are feeling sick in any capacity, stay home, which I, I have to look at the numbers. It looks like it worked to a certain degree, but also it kind of hasn't. It's Yeah, it's, it's definitely like, obviously not as bad as America, et cetera, but yeah, definitely compared to at least other Scandinavian countries, not good. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I've never been to Scandinavia, but... They have yeah. a they have a track record of doing things the smart way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sure. yeah. Anywho, oh god. Last thing I'll I'll tell you. Um, so last time we went to my mom's house for dinner, mm. and um, actually it's right here next door in the closet. Hang tight. You're gonna you're gonna see what what she got me. Hang tight. Just gonna ten seconds, folks. Here we go. Let's see what he's got for us. Apologies for the dead air. Lean, kindly tell the people what I'm holding up in front of the camera. General cleaning and disinfectant wipes. And wow, what, that's and, a... And what, that's are, a what, is, what are they housed in? What are they housed in? This is the important part. A really, really big bucket. Yeah, it is, it, it is a big bucket of sanitary wipes that, <laughs> even though I've told my mom several times, don't worry about the virus on a surface. It doesn't exist there in an infectious form, except for like between zero and two percent of the time. It is transmitted through droplets. She doesn't listen to me. You know, it's hard to blame her and better safe than sorry. That is yeah. the biggest bucket of wipes I've ever seen, though. I wish you guys could see it. The, so. the, the sad, I'll, I'll tweet a picture of it later. The, uh, <laughs> the sad part is I've seen bigger buckets of wipes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But uh, on the whole, Baltimore was fun. You got over the fight and everyone went out and enjoyed some crabs. Actually, it was terrible. We, um, so, okay, I have a friend. For, she's one of my closest friends from college. She lives in Silver Spring, which is about like 35 minutes from. Yeah, that, that's, uh, closer, that's closer to D.C., right? Closer to D.C. Yeah. So, like, and my parents love her and stuff. So I was like, can we hang out with her, like, take her out to dinner with us and stuff? 
and they were like, yeah, cool. This was like part of the fight. We were trying to find a restaurant, but like people weren't answering the phone. There, it was like first come, first serve, so we couldn't make a reservation. So we just decided, okay, let's just like pick up my friend and then go to DC for dinner. So that's what we did. We found a restaurant in Georgetown, like on the water. And oh, I, I think I know where you're talking about, actually. Was, yeah. uh, was, it, was it Farmers and Fishers? No, no. It was like, okay. do you know the, I don't even know what the area was. It was just like a, a bunch of restaurants lined up, like on the water, like right in the heart of Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, and We yeah. went to a restaurant called like Nick's something. And it was like first come, first serve. And we like, there were a bunch of empty tables that were like really good seating. And they kept saying the owner had reserved like every single one of these tables. We were like, what the heck? Like, that's so, that's obnoxious. And it was like table, tables like spread out all over the place. And so they ended up giving us like this not super great table, but it wasn't bad either. Dude, the service was so bad. First of all, everybody was rude, like the hostess, the yeah. managers, whatever. And, um, they like I'm kind of surprised DC's doing indoor dining at this point. No, no, this was outdoors. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. and they it was just it was so bad. My friend, like there was a hair in her sandwich. Oh, that's never so even bad. brought out my mom's food, bro. So like my mom just didn't eat. It wow. was yeah. We ended up like I complained to the manager and you know, he took some stuff off the bill. He was rude too though, mind you. But um Georgetown's a weird place, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the the neighborhood is not as lovable as the basketball team. Never has been. It's like bougie and inclusive as fuck. Yeah, oh, for sure. Sorry, shouldn't I shouldn't curse, folks. <laughs> Ignore that. Bleep that bleep that out. I'm sure no kids are listening anyway. And if and if they're listening, they're only words. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well I'm I'm sorry that the trip to the beltway uh was not ideal. Hopefully you guys if you guys take another trip in the future. It was a memorable experience though. I'm glad I saw my friend too. And you know, yeah. it was a nice break from reality, I guess. So. And hopefully one if once uh, uh New York City enters phase four, maybe the two of us can finally go to that spot you've been telling me about with the the hookah and the yeah. stuff. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. Man. All right. Anyway, we have got we've got some uh, fun stuff to cover today, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed our respective travel stories <laughs> and uh, stress stories as well. Uh, but moving on. Um, all right, Lean. Baseball is back in the Bronx. It's exciting. Yes. Yes, Great. it is. Have you yeah. uh, have you watched the intra squad games? I watched the first one. I couldn't do uh, the one. I couldn't do the one last night because I was at my parents' house and I wasn't yeah. gonna make my parents turn the TV on at dinner. For, right. for for pretty much a pickup game. Um, right. I uh, I was very happy that Miguel and Duhar uh, not only hit a home run off Garrett Cole, but went opposite field. Mm -hmm. uh, because first off, that, that helicopter swing, like Fred McGriff, it's it's ideal for opposite field hitting, mm -hmm. especially in Yankee Stadium. And also, much like myself and your mom, Miguel and Duhar is a March 2nd baby, so we got to <laughs> give him some love accordingly. Uh, I know so I, too many people with that birthday. It's ridiculous. Oh, oh man, I, I can name so many people who have that birthday. Uh, me, right? your mom, Miguel and Duhar, Henrik Lundqvist, John Bon Jovi, uh, <laughs> the late great Dr. Seuss. What's up with you people? Like, find another day to be whoa, born. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean, <laughs> you people? You March 2nd kids. Okay, well, I'm going to look up the June 24th kids right now, and then we'll see. We'll see I have the same kids. birthday as uh, Lionel Messi, and that's enough. Who? Lionel Messi. That's not something to brag about. <laughs> not what? How how is that not something to brag about? I have the same birthday as the goat. Yeah, okay. Put him in the prem and we'll see how he does, okay? Oh my god. I don't know if any I, of you are soccer fans, but Josh legitimately thinks that the greatest player of all time would not be good if he was in the Premier League. Not the greatest player of all he's time. literally the greatest him, player of all time put him on arsenal or man you put him on any team in the english premier league and he'll still be good just not as good That's uh, oh no but here's a good baseball you got phil hughes yeah i knew that yeah yeah i forgot phil about hughes. Phil. you got the the card guy on twitter jj reddick if you're into that <laughs> um oh for for some soccer kevin nolan i don't know who that is uh former uh, former professional footballer, current first team coach for West Ham. Mm, there you go. Uh, you have uh, Derek Jeter's old boo, Minka Kelly. 
You got Stop. Mindy Kaling from The Office. Oh, okay. It's a yikes. That's not much a yikes. She's a good at. She's a good actress and writer. I don't. I don't mess with the uh, The Office. It's, it it got boring after a certain point. It was never good. I disagree, but we have different tastes in TV. <laughs> yes, of course. Um. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, back to the uh, the Inter Squad games. It's clear that at this point, everyone who's playing is just kind of seeing where they are uh, now that they're now that they're back after a long layoff. Yeah, for sure. Um, Aaron Judge, he's he's got some game action. He's definitely shaken off some rust, but I'm not too he's, worried. He, he's going to be ready for opening day, and he like said it. So yeah, I'm I'm not worried about him because people like to say that Judge is injury prone. Which okay, he's a bigger guy and he's ripped. So yeah, that's going to be a problem. But all the injuries he's had, they've been such fluky ones. Like, oh, stress fracture in the rib, strained oblique, uh, a chip fracture in the wrist. Yeah. It's, stuff happens. I feel like all of the – like, yeah, he's been injured a lot, but I don't think – I think they're, like you said, weird injuries and not enough to say that he's injury prone. Like you said, I'm not really worried about him. Yeah, Stanton I am worried about just because he's oh, yeah. a blast. Yeah, uh, Paxton. I'm not too concerned. Dude, actually, can we go? Let's go back to Sen for, for a second. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm actually like, obviously, it's been a few days, but I was kind of surprised, and I know some of my other friends were too, that he's ready to only DH. Like, I thought at this point he'd be ready to play the field too. It's kind of. I have a, I have a theory about this. What? Um, now you and I have lived in the tri-state area all our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just me, or have the last two weeks for the time of year been almost kind of unseasonably humid? Oh, yeah. So part of me thinks Unreal. that I, because Stan is very strong to, uh, prone to strains mm-hmm. and, and does get hurt easily, I'm wondering if they want to keep him at the DH spot just because, you know, they want to give his legs a rest, all that. Mm. You think because, so? Well, look, the Yankees have an abundance of outfielders. Gardner, yeah. pl- Gardner plays left field. Aaron Hicks, he's ready to play center field. Judge is a superior defensive right fielder. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make sense for Stanton to be in the field unless one of those guys needs a day off. That's the thing, though. Like, I'm just annoyed because this likely means that M. Duhar is going to be benched a lot because, like, he's taking the DH spot from him. I disagree. Okay, what's your lineup then? Go. Oh, well, okay. Opening day lineup, Andujar is obviously not there. Okay. Let, let's not make any bones about it. Yeah. Uh, but, obvious, but obviously, look, hey, we're recording this on July 8th. Mm-hmm. Opening, opening day against, uh, which we'll get to in a second, is on July 23rd. So there's, there's about a week and a half, two weeks before you need to decide, okay, who's, who is game ready. Right. And, and that, I'll be honest, to a point, I don't expect anybody to be fully game ready. Mm-hmm. Because to come back after – pretty much four months off yeah and then try to get ready in three weeks that's a tall order now now granted i understand the three weeks is more for the pitchers hitters you get them into a rhythm in the cage get their timing right they're going to be fine mm-hmm. but at the same time the yankees do have so much depth and there is still a pandemic going on and there is uh such a short season that aaron boone and his coaching staff they're probably trying to get a little bit of a rotation going it says that says, okay, and Duhar's going to DH on this day. We're going to put him at third this day. We're going to try him in the left field uh, this time. I'm just uh, thi- I was just thinking that, like, okay, I'm sure they're going to have a rotation in place, like what you're saying, but and Duhar it would have – would be seeing much more time, playing time, if Stanton was healthy enough to play in the field. No, you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. And, and I think a lot of this is also going to do with how Hicks looks going forward mm-hmm, and, for sure. and, and this is actually a really good question uh so dj lemayhew he has tested positive thankfully he everything that i've read says he's asymptomatic yeah so that's your leadoff man gone yeah now, now that said you're probably going to get either tyro estrada or tyler wade playing second assuming that dj isn't good for opening day that said i don't think he will be by the way I don't know about you, but I, I don't see him being ready for opening day. I mean, DJ LeMay, who's a freak of nature on so many levels. That's true, but... Uh, is he your favorite Yankee right now? No, say? no, Brett Gardner. Gardner, yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, um, also, by the way, LeMayhew and Luis Sessa, who also tested positive, today they were both placed on the 10-day injured list. So. I th- yeah, part of me thinks that's just, a, um, that's just an administrative move. 
No, I feel that, but like I still uh, don't think they're gonna be ready. I don't know. I hope. Yeah, I'm not. I, I, I don't, I don't think DJ Lemayhu is gonna be ready for opening day. Nor do I think he should play opening day necessarily. Because yeah. even if he's asymptomatic, he's such a good hitter and such an important part of the team. He, he's the number one extension candidate right now, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. Aside from Judge, I think that with Lemayhu, you don't want to, ha- and and he's so versatile as it is. I don't think you want to have him in the lineup, on the field, unless you know for sure that he's good to play. Definitely, yeah. Um, well, well, that said, here's a question. Your leadoff man's gone. Who do the Yankees have in the leadoff spot? Brett Gardner. Really? Of course. Brett Gardner was the leadoff man before LeMayhew, and he literally, after LeMayhew took that from him, he was moved to the nine hole in order to be basically like the second, quote-unquote, leadoff man. So, got to throw Guardian there. I've never really bought into the whole mentality of the nine hole being, like, the second leadoff guy. But... Even if you don't, that was the purpose of the Yankees doing that, so... Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I I understand their thinking on that. But at the same time, I also want to wonder, okay, but you have Gardner, you have Hicks, you have Torres. Those are three guys who would be great leadoff men. Um, Torres... I like him. I like him in the three hole. Glaber. Yeah, like- yeah, Glaber, he's kind of become this weird Alfonso Soriano type, except without the base stealing, where <laughs> yeah. he, he can mash the ball, but he's also very valuable at the leadoff spot. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think that also uh, it's going to be Brett Gardner, just because yeah. even though we're not so sure how good a hitter he is anymore, he works good at that. He's going to wear the pitchers down. Exactly, yeah. He's going to draw lots of walks and foul pitches off. I think I saw something how last year he ranked – I think in top 20 in the league in pitches per plate appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like four and a half pitches per plate appearance almost. Dude, he's insane. So, yeah. So for the Yankees who are so analytically minded, who let the numbers dictate their decisions, it just makes sense to put them there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also my main man CC showing up to the, to the uh, interest squad games. That was amazing. Yeah. I, I was so happy to see him there. Part of me on the outfield too. That was great. Yeah, I mean, part of me kind of expected that just because he's still so closely tied to the team. Uh, he has he, an advisor role too. Yeah, so, yeah, front yeah. office guy, and, yeah. and yet he shows up there with the beard in the t-shirt. Uh, Not oh, a got, care in the world. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and by the way, Andrew McCutcheon's right about the Yankees' beard policy. Don't tell me anything differently. God, Josh. What? It's It's so dumb. It is so dumb. It's not dumb. It's how, like, it's tradition. Okay, but how does Clint Frazier having a big old Tormund Giants main Game of Thrones beard and long flowing ginger locks affect his ability to play the game and your ability to enjoy watching it? Answer me that right now. It's, okay, it's the team. The answer is it doesn't. Look, okay, fine. It doesn't affect his ability to play. Okay, he stinks either way. But uh, okay, it, all right, okay. I, 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 I'm muting you for 10 seconds on personal. 10, 9, this is Lean's uh, little timeout from the podcast because she's being mean to Clint Frazier and facial and long hair in general, and now she's unmuted. There yeah, I, I had to, um, he actually muted me, guys. This is, yeah, he did. This, this is, is a my house. I control the mouse right here. <laughs> this is my house, my mouse. Mm. Don't anybody Let's forget. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I'm turning the light on because it's dark in here. Anyway. Um, what were we saying? Okay, so you talked about Stanton. Um, yeah, oh, we were talking about, uh, about your wrong opinion on the, uh, the beard policy. No, we're not. We're moving on from that. I don't have time for you. <laughs> you never have time for me. <laughs> Aaron Hicks, did you see that? That's, like, so cool. Aaron Hicks will likely be the first player ever to get Tommy John surgery and not miss a single game. That's wild. That's, that's crazy. That's great, yeah. Aaron Hicks has a lot of weird records. He's also the first uh, player in the history of MLB to hit a home run on European soil last year in the London yeah. Series. Yeah, lots of uh, weird records. Actually, let's, let's talk about that because we're we're kind of like at the one year, a little bit past the one year anniversary of that. Did you enjoy the London series last year? Yes and no. Like it was fun that there were lots of runs, but you know, it was also like I don't know. I didn't take it as seriously. Yeah, I I have a friend who's a who's a uh, this is a friend who we've talked about who's a Phillies fan mm. who is dying on the hill that it was a failure. The London series was a failure. 
and failure, but what's his, like, why does he say that? It was just that, you know, like, big slugfests aren't really good for baseball. It's kind of like a mockery of the game, in a way. But look, but, no, no, but that's he, the Something came to mind, this is someone who's very much a purist when it comes Clearly, to baseball. Clearly, he, yeah. He's vehemently against the DH role. Yeah. Um, uh, wax is poetic about the double switch. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway. Um, That's the thing, though, like, um, slugfests, I think for us who are, like, you know, diehard, long-time baseball fans, we don't really like that. But for people who are being introduced to the game, I feel like it's good for them. Because, like, oh, this is exciting, like, runs, points, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean, because I actually – I uh, I can't talk. I had a friend who who went to – at least one of the games. Uh, I don't think he went to both, but this is someone who um, is a Londoner, um, mm. has, a, has uh, an American dad who I think, who lives in Massachusetts, mm. and as a result, huge Red Sox fan. He went and he said, look, there was no way they weren't gonna have, because a lot of people were blaming the stadium and, and how like, the, because of the heat and like, you know, soccer stadiums, they got, they're kind of domed, but they're not. They got that, right. they got, they're like open at the top and then they're also kind of covered so the fans don't get soaked. Right. Um, which, believe me, I get that. Nobody wants to, I've been at Yankee Stadium when the skies have opened up. Nobody likes sitting in the rain. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not so much the worst. It's just annoying. And if mm-hmm. you're not, and if you're not prepared for it, then it's the worst. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm never prepared. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, neither am I. But, <laughs> but anyway, he said, because this was the Olympic Stadium, this was where they were always going to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all, he also added that for that time of year in London, it was, like we said earlier about New York, it was unseasonably humid. Yeah. And so then pitchers couldn't grip the ball. The ball wasn't breaking because the air was so heavy. Um, but on the whole, I think it was a fine idea. I think it's great yeah, to yeah. expand the game globally. Just because it was so hot, maybe make it like you do with, uh, the Japanese games that these West Coast teams who just have a team go out to London, let's say in late March, early April, mm-hmm. deal with the weather accordingly, and right. then and then do that. Right. Yeah. And, I'll, yeah, and I feel you on that. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, we're not getting that this year, but mm-hmm. but we are get we are still getting for some reason the Field of Dreams game in Iowa. Yeah, but we got robbed of that, which is annoying. Uh, but. it's annoying, but it's it's the right thing to do. Yeah, of course. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, my friend and his wife, um, he's a huge Yankees fan. And their their uh, trips they do, they try to cross ballparks off their list. Mm. They were thinking of going to uh, to the Field of Dreams game in Iowa and then going to Chicago uh, to cross off uh, Comiskey. Yeah, and so he's bummed about that. Um, I'm just curious as to what that's going to look like. Because right now... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm it, shocked that they didn't scratch it. I don't know. It's... I think it's because... Um, the Cubs and Cardinals, they have enough ties to Iowa as it is because the Cubs AAA team is in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it makes sense. Look, have the Cubs that have the Cubs go there, have the Cardinals come up because then you have a natural rivalry game where in a state where team where uh, fans will root for both teams mm-hmm. just on regionality alone. Facts, yeah. Um, sure. I don't know what they're if they're going to have any fans there because Iowa. Iowa, it's so rural in most of the state that you can kind of social distance by default. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But but at the same time, they're seeing an increase in cases because of all the, the meatpacking plants there and mm-hmm. processing and people yeah. are having to go. Yeah. Um, that might be like more of a game time decision. Like they don't decide about fans until a little bit right. later. Right, yeah. Then. Well, yeah. well they, they weren't going to have many fans at that game to begin with because I think they were only going to have, I think, one set of, one or two right. set of bleachers. That's so true. Side. Yeah. By the way, uh, Field of Dreams, best baseball movie there is. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, actually, this is a hot take. Uh, I'm not a fan of sports movies. but um, I can get behind that because there's because for every, for every sports movie that I love, there's one that I really don't like. Right. Because um, I personally love Field of Dreams. I love uh, Little Big League, Rookie of the Year, those little fun, mm-hmm. fun comedies for kids. Yeah. Um, but then there's other movies like um, Any Given Sunday, which it's very long. Mm. And then you have, a, what's that bike, that bike racing movie that our parents watched back in the 70s? Where like, where like the iconic scene is the kid in the bathroom. He's going, be guttural, be guttural, while shaving his legs. Oh, I've seen, I, you know, I've seen that yeah, scene. But yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I didn't yeah. know where it came from. Yeah. 
That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So the the point of the the point that I guess you and I are both trying to make is that it's very hard to make a good sports movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, because unless you are super into what's being played, into uh, the sport that or the culture of the sport, then you're not going to have a good time. And that said, if you don't cry at the movie Miracle, then you don't have a soul. I agree there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. fine. Um, but anyway, let, let, let's talk about the scheduling right now. Because the, yeah. the Yankees schedule, it's, it's very regional, which was to be expected. Yeah. Um, uh, overall, I think it's an easy schedule, especially the second half of the season. And, like, there are really no excuses for the Yankees to finish as, like, to not yeah, finish as like, one of the, like, you know, probably number one in the league, like, best record in the league. Uh, or number two at worst. It's definitely set up so that the Yankees, they, it's set up so that the Yankees can theoretically overcome a, uh, a slowish start. Yeah. And then finish strong. Because here, here, let's talk about, let's uh, actually, I have the schedule in front of me right now. We kick things off in D.C. against the defending champion Nationals on July 23rd on the road, Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. That, mm-hmm. oh, that's going to be a game. I would have preferred uh, Cole versus DeGrom, but it's fine. This will have to do. Eh, I'm sure we'll get that at some point. We will, but you know. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing, Lean. The Subway Series, it's an annual event. Mm-hmm. So it, it's pointless to start that uh, an abbreviated season. No, but listen, season. like, but that's the thing, though. Because it's an abbreviated season and because we've been with baseball and without sports for so long, and because the Yankees have Garrett Cole, like, you have to take advantage of all of this, especially that they're the two best players on the planet. Like, that's, that's wild. Yeah, but at the same time, with Cole and Scherzer, you get a theoretical World Series rematch because of the Astros last year. And no disrespect to Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, oh God, he, the two of them might as well be one and one A in terms of mm-hmm. best pitchers in baseball. I mean, like, like right now, DeGrom is better, but like, yeah, they're overall like insane. DeGrom might be better statistically. I'm going to still pick Max Scherzer just because of the intimidation factor. Yeah, you know, he's like, he's like terrifying. He's like, Mar- <laughs> if Mariano Rivera was a starter, it's Max Scherzer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and... <laughs> I've been I've been a fan of him for oh my god. So when I was when I was writing for ESMI the schedule release, I was searching for a picture of Max Scherzer for the for the national schedule. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize searching through getting images that I said, Hey, show me the oldest pictures first. I saw a picture of Max Scherzer warming up when he was in college. What? Yeah, at Missouri. <laughs> and he's barely aged. He looks the same, really? Roughly the same. I mean, I mean, this wow. was a view from the side, and it's and it's obviously oh. from pre two thousand eight. Yeah. But I've been a fan of Max Scherzer since he was with the Diamondbacks. I've always thought he was going to be something special. He is right. something special right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's going to probably be the first National to wear a to go in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And on paper, I think the Yankees can beat the Nets. But sure. yeah. yeah, but either way, I'm just really excited to watch the two of those pitching giants go against each other. Oh no, that that game's gonna be so much fun. And yeah. then we get and then we get to see Steven Strasburg too. Yeah. Yeah. And and then right and then it's Nationals defending champs and then hi Joe Girardi and Didi Gregorius. Let's have a reunion. Yeah. I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> um uh, my friend Eddie, a big friend a big friend of the show, Didi was his favorite player when he was on the Yankees. Oof. Wait, did, did I ever tell you my Didi Gregorius story? Mm-mm, I don't know. Oh, oh, God, you're going to love this. Okay, so 2017 wildcard game against the Twins. Uh, this is when uh, Caitlin and I were living in the Bronx. You were there? No, 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 no. no. Oh, oh, okay. I was no, going to say, because I was there, too. No, yeah. I wasn't. No, God, are you kidding me? I can't afford playoff tickets. <laughs> I feel it, bro. Especially back then. It, cost an, it costs an arm and a leg, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and then just to get there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so... Um, we're living in the Bronx, so the whole borough's alive with Yankees playoff baseball. It's in the Bronx, too. It's going to be great. So um, Eddie was running a little late to my, uh, to my apartment, uh, which, which is kind of on brand, but we love him anyway. Um, but So by the time he shows up, the Twins have already lit up Luis Severino. I think Chad Green had just oh, come stop. in. Yeah. And he's kind of in a mood because he goes, ah, great. Like, now uh, I got to watch the Yankees lose and my girl and my – uh, now ex-girlfriend 
uh, she's coming over and she's going to annoy me. Da, da, da. And so the Yankees get the rally going. And then you, you remember, wait, where, where were you sitting uh, for the wild card game? Like, I'm going to describe it. Kind of behind home plate, like to the so, right a little bit. So uh, were you on the field level or on the grandstands? What was it? We were first, second, or third deck. Second. Okay. Second okay. deck. Those are good seats. Wow. They were incredible seats. Yeah. All right. Oh so God, that was like the greatest moment ever. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting chills yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. So, so you remember, Didi makes contact with the ball. It's a no doubter. Mm-hmm. You just from the sound and and from. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, and you could tell. And we both, Eddie and I both jump off the couch and he, and the moment ball clears the fence, he falls to his knees mm-hmm. and then he just goes, he did it! My baby boy did it! And he starts <laughs> crying. I'm like grabbing his head, shaking him. We're having so much fun. <laughs> the rest of the game goes off. And then, and then Joe Girardi got fired three weeks later. Stop. Please don't remind me of that. But no, that game, like, that was the most insane sports moment that I witnessed live. Like, my dad took me to the game. He's, as I've mentioned before, a huge Mets fan. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so intense that the second Didi hit the home run, a dude, like, jumped the, the railing and oh. came and started jumping on my dad. And my dad literally... <laughs> 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 and my dad literally like didn't even know what to do. He started hugging the guy back and he hates the Yankees, dude. Like <laughs> that was one yeah. of the funniest things I ever witnessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um I actually really like what MLB did with the schedule here because because yeah. uh, uh Well let's talk I, about the Mets schedule real quick. Uh yeah, yeah, re- real real fast though. Um okay. I just really love how the Yankees start in DC and then on the way home they they drive the hour from DC to Philly, play two games yeah. in the Phillies. But then I like how they kind of made it a home and home, two games in Philly, two games in New York. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, that was absolutely the right thing to do. Um and yeah, let's talk about the Mets schedule while I while I pull that up. Overall, uh definitely not one of the easiest schedules, but like I do think that the Mets should be fine if they don't drop stupid games, which is like something that they're known for. Like they gotta win all those games against teams like the Orioles, like the Marlins, yeah. you know what I mean? Um Yeah, I mean the the Mets have the luxury of being in a division where the teams are either going to be really good or really bad with little in between. But, dude, like, I feel like that's not the case right now. Like, the NL East is the toughest division in baseball at the moment, so that's going to be, like, really competitive. Um, it's going to – we also need to watch the Braves, though, just because Florida and Georgia, they're having major COVID cases. Because here oh, – yeah, because yeah, while – you know what? While we're on the subject, let's just take a look at which baseball players have opted out of the season. Um, um, all right, so we talked about we talked about Mike League last week, the Diamondback pitcher, which it makes sense because yeah. in Maricopa County they're at capacity. Um, then you got Ryan Zimmerman, who on the Nationals he's thirty five. He's a part time player. He doesn't need the money. He yeah, you can, can afford to take the season off. Um, this is these are two that really jumped out at me: Joe and Tyson Ross, mm. uh, the pitchers. Yeah, I because I know Joe missed. I can't remember if it was last year or the year before he uh, had Tommy John surgery. But, and I didn't know this about them. Uh, their parents, their dad's a doctor and their mom's a nurse. I oh, didn't, really? I didn't know this until today. So they've got direct access to people telling them whether they should or shouldn't play. Right. Um, and they're young and they're in the Bay Area. Uh, so I yeah. think it's pretty, it's pretty smart for California. Yeah. This is one that, and David Price, that makes sense as well. Yeah. Because uh, even, even though he's on the Dodgers, he own. I, I actually did some digging on this. He owns homes in Florida and Tennessee. Really? And his house in Massachusetts is currently on the market. Oh. So I'm wondering if he and his family have been quarantining in either Florida or Tennessee. Yeah. And figured, you know what? Even though I'm going to be out in California, let me just stay home, be with my family just in case of an emergency. Right. Uh, I mean, his... Uh, I mean, he tweeted out an exact uh, a statement that reads as follows. It's loading. Okay. 
It says, Dear Dodgers Nation, after considerable thought and discussion with my family and the Dodgers, I have decided it is in the best interest of my health and my family's health for me to not play this season. I will miss my teammates and will be cheering for them throughout the season and on to a World Series victory. I'm sorry I won't be playing for you this year, but look forward to representing you next year. Stay safe, be well, and be kind. And go Dodgers. Love, David Price. Yeah. Yeah. So that he handled that pretty much in the, the classiest way possible. Uh, also with the Braves, uh, Felix Hernandez and Nick Marcakis have opted out. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to – and Marcakis, I'm kind of surprised. Um, and, this, and the Braves, they're also in kind of a dicey situation because their star first baseman, Freddie Freeman, he tested positive. Do the Braves have, like – yeah, and they have uh, Tuki Toussaint, they have Will Smith, and they have a lot of uh, corona cases. Yeah, yeah, and um, – Felix, I would have wanted him to opt out regardless of the of the Brave situation just so we can get his arm right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, did you see the way that Ian Desmond opted out? No. Ian Desmond of the Rockies, um, he had this very long-winded post on Instagram where he talked about racial injustice oh my, that was desmond i was trying to yeah yeah, yeah. i read that that was crazy yeah, and yeah. he pretty much talked his way in a circle touching on all these issues before saying i have four kids and a fifth on the way i'm not putting them at risk yeah and so i'm here going okay that's great you could have just said that and made a separate post about all the other stuff yeah so the, go ahead yeah no i i really liked what he had to say like specifically about social issues racial inequality etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think what you're saying is right like it would have been better if he had kind of separated the two you know like one thing saying i'm opting out and then the other addressing the you know i i also think that issues. part of me thinks that everything that's going on between coronavirus and black lives matter and everything else going on in the world i don't think desmond's doing too well mentally just because like i said he talked in a circle yeah. to make one point. I, I don't disagree with a thing he said. Right, right, of course. I, I don't disagree with a thing Ian Desmond said. I think that he is 100% right, but yeah. he had a very hard time getting there. Yeah, I respect that. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I feel that. Um, um, but in terms, let's go back to the Mets. They, they opened their season in New York with three against the Braves. Yeah, it's going to be the Grom versus probably Mike Sirocco opening day. Uh, yeah, it's Soroka. Maybe Fulty could pull off the upset. We'll see. But I'd then, be surprised, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then, much like the Yankees, they have their own little home and home with the Red Sox, kind of rekindle, yeah. the, kind of rekindle the 86 World Series. Right. But then they go on the road to Atlanta and then D.C. Yeah. So they've got a face – because the Red Sox, even though they lost a lot of their teeth over the offseason, especially with Mookie Betts being gone. Yeah. Um, they're still a half decent team, at least from a hit. They're not bad. Like we can't assume that the Mets are gonna like sweep them or anything, you know. So, right. Yeah. And it just goes to, goes to show. And this is I'm saying this to Yankees fans, Mets fans, Phillies fans. If even if you are a long suffering Miami Marlins fan, <laughs> I am. This message is for you too. Baseball season this year is remarkably different than anything we're used to in any sport. For sure. That said, and then we talked about the different the different um, training schedule. As, oh, man, it just started raining really hard in that neighborhood. It looks like it's about to rain here, too. Yeah, I'm surprised. Send, yeah, if it's still raining when uh, we stop recording, I'll send you a video. Anyway, uh, that's – hi, that, that was my short attention span showing up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyway. Um, so, anyway, between the modified training schedule, people opting out, and significant players at that, too – Plus the looming possibility that, you know what, at some point, MLB might have to pull the plug. Prepare yourself for that. And also, more, most importantly, prepare yourself for the, for the idea that a team that is good on paper might not be so this year. For sure. Yeah. Literally anything can happen. It's crazy. Yeah. But on top of that, the Mets also have some pretty significant games going, uh, going forward. They're going to... Every, like for the Mets, every single game counts. Every yeah, and uh, the Subway Series happens on two weekends in August, one weekend in the Bronx, one out in Queens. We're also getting a Subway Series uh, exhibition game thing. At, uh, the yeah. Yankees are at City Field on July 18th. 
and then at Yankee Stadium on July 19th. Yeah, and they're also going to have a um, – and they're also, the Yankees also have an exhibition game against the With Bulls. the Phillies, yeah, yeah. That's um, going to be – I want to watch that just because I'm curious um, what the dynamic's going to be with some of the guys from the 2017 team and, uh, and Joe Girardi. Because mm, obviously there's yeah. not too much animosity because Didi Gregorius went there no problem, and he obviously had a very good relationship with Joe. I feel – yeah, I don't know. Because everything I've read about – because I've read the book Inside the Empire by Bob Clappish and Paul Solitaroff. We've talked about that on the show before. Everything I read in there seemed to imply that Joe Girardi wasn't, he's not a bad guy. Yeah, of course. He's not a bad guy. He, like, as a manager, he, with the Yankees especially, he was just so type A and anxious to a fault. Yeah, yeah point, exactly. To the point where, like, every time a runner got on base, he, like, his jaw would clench, which, look, I get that. I am the kind of fan who watches a roll of Chapman for a one pitch out of the strike zone, and I assume everything's going to go to hell. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm the yeah. same way, too, yeah. Oh, man, speaking of Chapman, he looks like he's in great shape right oh now. Oh, my gosh. He's totally jacked. Like. Yeah, oh, God. And uh, I was following him on Instagram uh, over the off season. He's a big griller. Mm-hmm. And so, oh God, he's got yeah, he's got the chicken, he's got the burgers, he's putting what I can only assume is a magical Cuban barbecue sauce on top of it. Yeah. And I'm going, when this <laughs> pandemic is over, I am going to his house. I swear, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but anyway, I I think that on the whole, with even with all these distancing measures, there's going to be a few guys who go over and sneak a hug with Girardi. Oh yeah, for sure. Just yeah. Because, just because, like. Yes. Especially guys like Gardner. Well, actually, I guess just Gardner. But you know, like, yeah, he's. I can only, I can only imagine because baseball. I don't. I don't need to make a weird comparison. It's like sharing a battlefield. Yeah. It's like, hey, I don't care if you're a good guy, bad guy, whatever. I just like. I respect you. Yeah. Plain and simple. Plain the rain is really coming down now. <laughs> Caitlin, if you can out. hear me, go and see if the cats are outside. <laughs> yeah uh but yeah yeah because our our cats like to sleep outside on our porch oh my gosh yeah i mean the, the water can't hit them too hard because you know we're 10 floors up right yeah if you hear anything back around back ladies and gentlemen that is caitlin trying to herd our cat in from Save outside your cats. Yeah. it's a it's a screened in balcony the cats are fine but hey water gets in you don't want to have to deal with it of course yeah. um any, anywho, where, where were we? Yeah, we were talking schedule. Yeah, okay. But yeah. anyway, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm ex- I'm excited to uh, to see what what everything what's in store with everything. Definitely. Um, let's let's talk Mets real quick. Mets or Nets? oh, actually, I I was gonna say Mets. Just real quick, something about the Yankees. Um, you said that you think uh, Matt Duffy is gonna make the final roster. Yeah. And I told you that I didn't agree. Mm-hmm. Now that it looks like, well, at least in my opinion, DJ LeMahieu won't be ready for opening day, I do think that the chance that Duffy is going to make the you know, final roster is much more likely now. At least initially. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Initially, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I never thought that Duffy was going to be a main fixture of the team. I, I always of thought, course, yeah. I, even if LeMahieu was playing, I only thought Duffy was going to be like when the when we had, what was it, 30 players for the first couple of weeks of the season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought, um, I thought that was all it was going to be. No, yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, yeah. yeah. The Mets, real quick, Mets, M E T S. Um, J.D. Davis, I think, like we expected, has been spending most of camp playing left field. That's probably where he's going to be featured most, so that makes sense. And apparently Cespedes, I don't know if you saw, like he looks really, really good. His teammates are speaking highly of him, and it seems like super likely that he's going to be ready for opening day. Um, I, mean, today, we, I mean, he pretty much had a year and a half off. I mean, yeah, you'd hope that he'd be ready by now. Yeah. Um, he also today, I don't know if you saw, SNY was, like, putting videos of it. He was taking grounders at first base. So, that I guess we have to keep our eyes open for that. Cespedes um, was taking grounders at first base. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense because – It does. He, I mean, yeah, I could see Cespedes as a first baseman. 
Yeah. yeah he's, I mean, he likely won't get much time at all because of like they have a lot of depth at first base with Matt Adams and then obviously Pete Alonso starts and Dom Smith too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying as that's what he has to be for the for the Mets. I'm just saying. Oh yeah, yeah. In general, yeah. Yeah, because you know he's he's big enough up top, and mm-hmm. he's had enough leg injuries that a move to first base, um, especially at age 34, isn't a terrible idea. Of course, yeah. Um, because that this is his contract year. This is his contract year. Um, he's making about six million dollars based exactly. on adjusted salary, and if he can say when he hits the market next year, hey, I can play first base. I can play first, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna sure. up his value. 100%. And now he just has to hit well. Yeah. Anyway, shall we shift to basketball? Yeah. Oh, Lean's not in a good mood. <laughs> oh, stop uh, making noises like that. So, so it's a hard time to be a Brooklyn Nets fan. I, I'd imagine that this is as close to feeling like a Knicks fan that you could ever come. My brother literally said the same thing to me last night. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, he literally said the same thing to me. He's like, Naz, you welcome to the club. Like, you're. I, I can only imagine the dinner table conversation in your house, Lane. <laughs> it's always like there's always arguments. Like it's talking. it's you, your brother, your dad, three sports nuts, and then your poor mom just has to sit there and deal with all of it. Oh, I feel so bad for her. Yeah. My my mom's the same way. Whenever me, and my stepdad, and my brother get going. There you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. so the so the Nets are going to be pretty much an unrecognizable team. We covered last week that DeAndre Jordan tested positive for coronavirus. He's sitting out the season because he has asthma. Uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're gone. Wilson Chandler and Nick Claxton. And now... Of course, Spencer Dinwiddie, too. Yeah, well, he tested... Yeah, because he tested positive... Twice, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and... And he's had very, and he's had some very heavy symptoms as well. Yeah. So, the Nets, they said, you know what? Stay home. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where Dinwiddie lives full time because I'd imagine that a lot of these NBA players, like regardless of where they they play or where they grew up, I'd imagine a lot of them own homes in Florida and Texas just because there's no state income tax, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, or or maybe they probably been, do. Or maybe um, a lot of players went to Florida ahead of time just to just to um, be there, right? Right. Not to worry sure. about traveling late. Yeah. And. I, you got to wonder what were they doing that they did test positive. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah, because these – These Nets, man, clearly there's a, something was wrong that all of these players got it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but it's fine. They still have Karis LeVert and Joe Harris. Torian Prince also. Listen to this. Yeah, Tor, that's the latest one. Listen to this starting five. I'm going to cry. Read it. Okay, at the at point guard, Chris Chioza. At shooting guard, Karis LeVert. Small forward Joe Harris, power forward Rodion's Kuroks, and Jared Allen at the five. And, like uh, this is supposed to go up. This starting five is supposed to go up against Giannis and the Bucks. And uh, we have some breaking news from uh, my personal Nets insider. Karis LeVert was picking his nose and somehow broke his foot. Stop. <laughs> he is out for the season. Like I he's, would not. Bulgaritis. He's out. I would not even be mad. If the Nets opt out, like this is awful, bro. Like Levert, well, dude, Levert is gonna average a triple. He's gonna have a triple double every single night, and the team is still gonna lose by like twenty points. And they're still gonna make the playoffs, which kills me. This is what I understand. If the Nets do opt out, what does that mean for the playoff structure? Do they just move everyone up accordingly? I think the Wizards just take their their place. I have, well, I'll have to look into that when we when we stop recording, just because there's got. Not gonna happen. It's it's not gonna happen because look, like Bradley Beal, you probably saw of the Wizards has opted out, so like mm-hmm. the Wizards don't stand a chance. So the Nets are gonna make the playoffs. Like it's it's very likely. When when did Beal opt out? Is that recent? Yesterday, I'm pretty sure. Yesterday or the day before. I must have missed that. Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, yeah, he opted out, so he won't be joining them. So the Wizards, literally, like, their best player is about to be Rui Hachimura. So they're basically screwed, uh, which is really, quote-unquote, good for the Nets. 
because it means that they're probably going to make the playoffs. But like, like I said, they're going to get destroyed. They're going to get completely like swept in the first round. Honestly, it's the right move for Beal because I was just looking at his contract situation. Next year is his contract year, and he's and he's still only like yeah. 26, 27. Right. I'd rather that he because there's also talk about him going to the Nets. I think as a free agent or in a trade. Yeah. Uh, I'd trade, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to risk a catching COVID and b get these complications because I've heard I've heard testimonials lean from Broadway stars who yeah. are saying, "Yeah, I have COVID. I've tested negative. I have antibodies. They're still having trouble getting their breath right, so they can." Right, sing. right, right. For and sure. when, and you can imagine they're having a problem, and then this guy's a basketball player who's running up and down the court for close right. to forty minutes a night. Like that's going to affect him getting a max contract. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, literally, yeah. It, no, it's a smart move, and it's not like the Wizards have much of a chance anyway. So well, you know. Well, plus Beal, we know for a fact is a Florida guy. Yeah. He's, he's a former Gator, so he's probably mm-hmm. in the middle of a hot spot. So he's like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to Orlando. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. Either way, it's it's like Adam Silver said. We talked about this last week. We um, no option is without risk. Yeah. Whatever for sure. we or the players do, every time we go out and do something we are assuming some sort of risk. For sure, yeah. yeah. And and for some people, that risk isn't going to be worth it. And that's fine. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Like, Absolutely everyone's safety not. comes first, so, yeah. Yeah, safety first. Um, but also, one thing that one thing that we're having a problem with, uh, especially in baseball with Corona, is that apparently MLB is having issues with the lab doing all the testing, which I'm sure you Oh, know. yeah, yeah, that's... Oh so just to fill in the blanks, folks, back in, I think it was mid-May, MLB partnered with a lab in Salt Lake City, Utah, that also does their PED tests. Um, And the lab is basically, something isn't being told to us. Because either Elliot or lab has said, no, 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 it's not not a volume issue. But then a report came out from Yahoo today from uh, Craig Calcaterra, who basically said MLB is looking for a second lab. Mm -hmm. Now, that said, I'm not going to bang on MLB for their choice of lab because if this is the lab that does the PED test, then obviously it's a familiar working relationship. You're going to partner with them accordingly. Right. But when multiple teams are saying, hey, like we're not getting our test results back, Chris Bryant said something like, we're supposed to be tested every other day. That's not, that's not happening. And then you have testers who aren't showing up. Yeah. That's not MLB's fault. Right. That's where MLB has to get on the phone to whoever's doing the testing and say, hey, hey, your testers didn't show up. What gives? For sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, now, it's, it's definitely not a good look, and I hope it doesn't happen again. I don't I'm not anticipating it happening again. Yeah, especially but, after all of the criticism. Yeah, the- and, and uh, okay, I take it back. Obviously, it's, it's, go- it's going to happen again a couple of times until they figure out until what adjustments need to be made. Yeah. But in the next week, if this continues, I wouldn't be surprised if players like Chris Bryant like Martin Maldonado, and we'll throw DJ LeMahieu in there too, even though per usual he hasn't said anything. Right. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they said, you know what, no, I can't, I can't do this. I can't have this level of uncertainty. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully things change soon. The Giants thankfully got their test results back today and everyone tested negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually shocked at the testing rate across MLB. Um, where, oh, yeah, because yeah, I, think, I think the actual test, the positive testing rate among initial intake was, it was no higher than 1.9%, no lower yeah. than one2 That That's ideal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because yeah, if you're doing that and you're getting New York testing rates back statewide, if, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if, you're, if you're able to compare yourself in the same ballpark as New York, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And the Yankees were, were one of those teams as well. I mean, LeMahieu tested positive. He might have been living uh, down in Florida still. Right. Luis Sessa, I think, still lives in Mexico, where he's from. Yeah. And they're having a surge in cases. Of course, yeah. So, knock on wood, both of those boys uh, get better soon. Get back it's, on the field. Hold on, it's starting to rain here. Let me just close this window real quick. Yep. I'll tell a quick story. Give me, like, a few seconds. No one is safe from the weather. Right. No oh. one is safe. Lean is uh, making sure that her home is dry. So here, you're stuck with me for the foreseeable future. Toy boat, toy boat. I didn't write jokes for this. What am I supposed to do? Help me. Moving on. All right, we got some Twitter notifications here. In the meantime, uh, Michael Brantley, the Astros, has come out and said, yeah, I have a wife and four kids at home. I got to think about first and foremost. And I wanted to be here for my teammates as well and try and see how this whole process works out. 
Um, apparently, Gary Sanchez is feeling fine after catching. Uh, What's going on? Gary Sanchez is feeling good after catching five innings last night. Um, Michael Brantley from the uh, <clears throat> excuse me from the Astros. He said, "Yeah, I wanted to. Um, I wanted to." be home with my family because he's got a wife and four kids, but he also yeah. wanted to play because he wanted to be here for his teammates. And I feel that the Yankees, knowing how they all interact with each other and the kind of atmosphere that Aaron Boone seems to have established in that clubhouse, I think that um, they probably all agreed, no, 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 we're going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Boone better get a contract extension after this year. Plain he will. He will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the by the way, if you want a good laugh, watch the uh, the commercial that he's in with Judge on the Yankees Twitter when we're done here. Yeah, I saw I, I like saw people sharing it, but I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I'm excited. Brett Gardner features prominently in it. You'll like it. I know. I heard. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, like I can only imagine you're getting so excited about Brett Gardner. <laughs> he's the goat. He looks like a pencil eraser. Okay. We didn't ask for your opinion, Josh. I didn't say that was a bad thing. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's guardy party time. It's always guardy party time. All right. But with that said, I think, uh, I think that's it for today here on Yankees Mets Express. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we, yeah, it made really good time. We had a really fun show today. Anyway, this is like the calm before the storm, like chill podcast before all the sports come back. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Right. Anyway, uh, that's all for today on Yankees Mets Express, folks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Josh B E S N Y. Read mine and Lean's work on Elite Sports NY, the voice, the pulse of NY of New York City sports. And on top of that, um, you can find us on Spotify, uh, I think Spreaker Box, and you can find us on Megaphone as well. We're working again on uh, Apple iTunes. Hopefully soon. Yep. yep. And uh, Lean, kindly give us your social media information. Twitter at lean, L-E-E-N underscore Amin, A-M-I-N. Great. And uh, thanks for tuning in today, folks. Now, as always, stay clear of the closing doors. <laughs> <laughs>